Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 18 800 372 2017. 800 372 2017. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. number three thank you for joining us we're gonna have a special guest here in just a second while joe's lining that up let's bring in savage he's always quick and to the point what's up savage what's up Wes? real quick uh coach z called in on your show yesterday and he described bandy a totally different way than what we saw last night talking about the inside game uh just pretty much everything he said was pretty much wrong and what, what was your thoughts on it on what coach z said on your show yesterday just curious, I'm going to get off here. All right. Uh, well, honestly, I thought Coach Z nailed it. He said there were three guys for Vanderbilt. Lawrence, Lubin, and Monjon. Monjon. And those three guys had 21, 19, and 22. He said the rest of the team, kind of complimentary pieces, that they had three SEC players. The three SEC players beat Arkansas. Now, I think what he was talking about, not an inside presence, I had asked if it, if Arkansas would be able to drive to the basket, attack the rim, and he was said that they didn't have a shot blocker. And and they don't. I don't. I can pull up the stats. I got it right here. I don't think they had many blocked shots last night. One. Vanderbilt had one shot. So I think that's what Coach Z, well, that's my question, you know, if they would be able to get to the basket. And that's what, when he said they didn't have an inside presence, that's what he meant as far as a guy that's going to block shots, alter shots at the rim, prevent you from getting to the rim, or intimidate you from getting to the rim. And they they didn't. And and look, that Lubin, I know for a fact he had two offensive rebounds putbacks because they failed to block him out, and he slammed it home. He also had he hit a fadeaway jumper that I'm just like, okay, get get out of here. That, that's an NBA move. You just hit that from 15 feet falling away. And he was guarded well. But he was kind of set up on some other... It wasn't like he was just dominating the low post with post moves and backing up uh, whoever was guarding him. He's playing like your typical big plays these days. It, it, kind of like Mitchell. You, they would set Mitchell up and he would finish some plays because guards drive in, dish off when his guy leaves to go block a shot. Um, and, you know, Mitchell will get a couple post moves from time to time, but... For the most part, it, those are shots that are set up for Mitchell to have success. No, I thought Coach Z was right on. Did you, that was Savage's question. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. With the players that he lined out, he said they, they have three key players, yeah. and these are the players to look out for. Those are the players that came through for them. Let's uh, switch gears, bring in Lauren Mallett Hayes. She joins us now, and the uh, Mallett family's got a really cool thing going on. She is the CEO and the co-founder of the Mallett Family Foundation. Lauren, welcome into the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, uh, you bet. Uh, l- let's let everybody know. What What is the Mallett family doing? We have started a foundation that um, aims to help underprivileged and at-risk youth but all youth in general, but with a real focus on the underprivileged and at-risk, be part of athletic programs. And we are partnering with schools around the state to offer sports camps, um, different sports, male and female, um, but the camps will be free to the participants. Mm-hmm. And then we will make a donation to the schools that uh, offer their facilities as a host site. And then those schools can use those funds to help their athletes that may need financial support, you know, either by shoes or their uniforms or equipment that the school system may need um, so that we can really hone in on these these children or, or adolescents that, you know, may financially just not be able to participate because they come from low socioeconomic homes or just not have the funds available at home to, to be able to participate in the ever-changing world of youth sports that we know is continually getting uh, more expensive. And then uh, the other options, the other avenues that we are doing is we're going to offer scholarships for 10th or 12th graders that, again, may not have the, the financial ability to go to some of these college campuses to get recruited. Hmm. And we're going to work with coaches across the state to kind of identify those players and offer them an athletic scholarship to cover the cost of those camps. 
And then the, the final way of, of our foundation, Ryan really had a heart for people that came from kind of a harder, harder upbringing. Um, and so in order for us to really make sure we included all of what Ryan was about, we are going to offer academic or Botex scholarships for foster kids that have aged out of the foster care system to kind of help get their trajectory for their careers um, on the right path with help for those that, you know, they don't have as much assistance as somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, isn't in the foster care system. How long of a process was it to, to get everything going? You mentioned <laughs> that, that Ryan had a passion for it, and this is something that was near and dear to him. How, how long was this process to get started and, and really get going today? You know, we, he and I had talked about this, not in so many details, but we wanted to start a foundation prior to him getting um, drafted in the NFL, and then life just kind of took us both in, in, in different directions. And so really kind of after he passed and we started hearing all the stories of how Ryan impacted so many kids across the state, stories that we didn't know about. You know, we knew firsthand how good he was with kids and how much he loved coaching, and I've heard some of those stories, but just so many people reached out to us after he passed, and we knew at that point we really needed to continue giving that love back to the state. You know, they really embraced us, and we wanted them to still feel what he was about. And so, honestly, we started talking about it probably July and have been working on getting our board of directors set up, which everybody on our board is somebody that was near and dear to Ryan and really had an impact throughout his life and just knows what he's about because we really want to maintain that focus throughout what we do as a foundation. We're talking with Lauren Mallett Hayes. She's CEO, co-founder of the Mallett Family Foundation. Lauren, I meant to ask, and I apologize. First thing, how how are you doing? How is the family doing? Oh, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it, we're up and down. It, they like to say grief comes in ways, and that definitely is an accurate statement. But this has definitely helped for me personally, at least, um, and I know my mom too. Given us kind of an outlet to make sure that we are able to personally remember Ryan and know that everybody else can remember Ryan for um, the good things that he brought to all of us. And so I think it's helped. He's a little bit of that hurt, but, you know, it's, it's definitely always there. He definitely made an, made an impact on kids, and uh, he was always helpful. And, and even coaching there at, at Whitehall, that was something that, you know, you could tell that there was a, bi- a big-time difference in taking over as the head coach at Whitehall, and you could just see – not only the school, but the community and the difference that was made there. Oh, gosh, yes. The Whitehall community was amazing after all of this. They have, um, you know, just embraced us, and he loved getting that opportunity. I mean, he loved both of his opportunities, because Erie hiring him at home and then being able to shift so quickly into a head coaching position. Um, it was really fun just as a sister to watch him evolve over the last three years into, you know, he was a great player, but I really – do feel like his calling was to be out on the field with those players as their coach. Or as their coach. How are y'all raising money? Um, we, right now we have a, a match program going. We are going to match the first $150,000 um, that we raise in donations. And then in the fall we will have a big fundraiser, a frozen dose event, where we'll have um, people around the state that didn't play college or professional athletics um, come out and have a flag football game against some former collegiate and professional uh, players. Mm-hmm. And we'll follow that with a little tailgate and concert and uh, a silent auction. That's cool. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're really excited about that. We, we knew that we couldn't do any, you know, you've got a lot of these traditional fundraisers and that was just not right. You would not have seen him at a, a gala or anything. So we, <laughs> we really, again, are trying to maintain where things that, that he would have wanted to be a part of. How can people get involved on both sides, whether they're wanting to donate or people that are in need of help? How, how do they get, get reach the foundation? Yeah, so on our website, MalletFamilyFoundation.com, there's links to donate. There's links if you want to be a sponsor. We have different levels of sponsorship. Um, and then there's a contact form for those that are interested in volunteering. If, if you are in need of uh, assistance with academics or athletic scholarships, there is uh, on our events page at the bottom there's an application link so they'll fill that out and that will come directly to us and we'll we'll reach out to those that fill that out well i can tell you our listeners are going to respond we already have one uh joey at prime fresh market he he wants to donate meat for your uh fundraiser and oh, I'll, awesome. 
I'll pass along his number to you uh, when oh, we get you. off the air here in a minute. But okay. I, I think this is going to be uh, – it's a great thing. It's a great cause and uh, something that was near and dear to his heart. And yes. and like I said, it keeps his uh, memory alive for y'all and, and for everybody yes. else. I, I don't think uh, people are going to ever forget Ryan Mallett. He was just uh, one of those type of guys. But I, I love that <laughs> this idea – and and then the things that you're doing and the people that you're helping it's just it's just a win-win. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. When do you hope to get started? Um, our first camp is going to kick off on June the third in Key Rig. So the the camps we have lined up right now are schools that Ryan either coached at, taught at, or there's somebody working there that mm-hmm. we are personally connected to. So Key Rig has Ray Cook as their head football oh, yeah. coach. Yeah, he and Ryan play together, and then we'll also be having a basketball camp at Key Ridge because their girls' basketball coach, Ryan and I grew up with, and our dads coached together. So, um, so far we have that, them lined up, Lincoln, where we grew up uh, and went to elementary school, Texas High, where he graduated high school, and then Mountain Home and Whitehall uh, are currently what we have set up. And then next week I'm, I'm talking to a lot of the athletic directors across the state and hoping to get some more set up before uh, the next couple weeks are done. Yeah, so y'all are targeting. You want multiple camps going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this first year, my goal would be to at least have ten, oh. um, and then kind of increase each year if funding allows for us to be able to do that. That is awesome. Hey, congratulations, Lauren. I think this is a super idea, and I, I appreciate you coming on and, and just spreading the word and letting everybody know about it. Good luck with everything. Well, Thank you so much, and thanks again for having me. You bet. It's Lauren Mallett-Hayes joining us, the CEO and co-founder of the Mallett Family Foundation. Glad she could join us today. We'll take a quick break here. A little early, but we got a pretty cool story. I want to hit on this. The NFL Players Association, they do this, uh, I guess, anonymous ranking of um, the team that they play for. And they they do the facility, the locker room, uh, how they treat the families, the training facility, the the training table, the food that they have, uh, the weight room. uh, They rate all of it. A, B, C, D, dietitian, Fs. Some teams got Fs. Failed on some of these categories. I mean, and some of them got A pluses and As. And I tell you, uh, one thing that stuck out: Miami Dolphins. They got a lot of great grades. Cincinnati Bengals, Washington Commanders, a lot of bad grades. I've heard the Bengals, as an organization, are cheap. (laughs) To say the least. Yeah, cheap. Um, And a lot of it's to do with the way they treat their families and the the things that they have for them before or after a game. But I've heard the stories, and, you know, it's it's been out there before, so it's not a surprise that the Bengals got some Fs. But we'll take a look at some of the organizations, how some of these teams ranked and compared to each other, and uh, see how your Steelers did. The Cowboys did pretty good across the board, but there was one category, two categories, where they needed to do some improvement. Improving. Jerry needs to take note of this. A lot of this has to do with ownership, and then there was even a ranking for ownership with these teams. That's right. Yep, sure was. We'll hit on that when we come back. We uh, have a good 40 minutes left in the show. Stick around. It's Out of Bounds. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Akery and David Wanginati every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. This is Sports Center. Arkansas basketball had a disappointing loss at home against Vanderbilt last night, losing 85-82. The Commodores controlled most of the night, but Arkansas got the game to 83-82 off a of Kaloff Battle 3 with five seconds left to play. It was for naught, but Battle had 36 points in the loss. In his last two games, he had 78 points. Here was Coach Musselman on the loss. 
Yeah, disappointed in our defense for sure um, in both halves. Thought the game got away from us kind of in the middle section. You know, we, we did play hard down down 15 or 16, whatever it was, and gave ourselves an opportunity to try to put the game into overtime. You know, but, but 50 points given up, even though we scored 51, defended and fouled too much. You know, give Vanderbilt credit. Uh, they played extremely hard for, for 40 minutes. Not in college basketball, Arkansas State takes on Coastal Carolina at 630. The Red Wolves will be going for their sixth straight win that game can be streamed on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Akery and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer's skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Little Rock area attorneys. Office in Midtown Little Rock. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. A motorcycle seems pretty simple. It has one engine, two wheels, and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies, and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. When the insurance company tries to pay you less, we fight to get you more. No hassle, no confusing legal terms, and no fee unless we get money for you. Keep it simple. Call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Motorcycle crash anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Responsible attorney Michael Rainwater, Bob Sexton. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. It's out of bounds. Wes Moore and Joe Franklin. All right, so the NFL Players Association put out the press release. And it says one of the core jobs as a union is to improve the overall working conditions for their players, which includes the daily experience of the players at the team's facilities, away from the lights and camera. So they put out this just to not really embarrass someone, but they want the league to improve. And then also to to highlight and to put a light and shine on the teams that are doing things right. So here are the uh, categories, treatment of families, food and cafeteria, nutrition slash dietitian, locker room, training room, training staff, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, owner. 
So you got all these categories, and every I can't see what's it say 1700, 1,700 of the players uh, participated in this and provided information and grading. And I'm going to click on on this just the first one and uh, see how the treatment of families. The Minnesota Vikings got the best rating, an A for treatment of families. Cowboys, Dolphins, 49ers all got A minuses. Who's the worst at treatment of families? Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Washington Commanders all got an F minus. The Chargers and Buccaneers got an F. Yeah, and uh, you're talking about some teams there that have been some winning organizations. You're talking about some other teams that haven't been. And when you look at the Commanders, Commanders a lot of their grades are going to be based on ownership. Now, we know that they just changed ownership, and so there should be plenty of improvements in the way of thinking towards them, but when you're surprised by some of these winning organizations and getting some of these bad grades, especially when it comes to treatment of families, that's something that's going to be important to the players. No doubt. Wife, kids, most important thing. How about the food? Cafeteria. Who has the best food? Apparently, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins, they both got A's. Houston Texans and the 49ers got A-minuses. The worst food? Cincinnati Bengals, F-minus. <laughs> seeing a trend, that's two F-minuses for the Bengals. Chargers, Saints got F's. Rams, Arizona Cardinals, D's. And the Commanders, a D-plus. So a little better for the Commanders. Not an F, but a D-plus. Nutrition and dietitian that that's going to go hand in hand with food and cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. You see, the Vikings and Dolphins are up there. Falcons are up there, and the Raiders A minus. Texans A minus, and the worst Bengals. Chiefs. The Chiefs got an F for nutrition and dietitian. Steelers a D. Buffalo Bills a D plus. Surprise me with the Chiefs and the success that they've had. Nutrition dietitian F. Locker room. Best locker room? Cowboys, Vikings, Dolphins. Not a surprise with the fancy star in Dallas where they work out. And then, of course, the AT&T Stadium. They, they have the best amenities or some of the best amenities. Bears are up there with the name minus. Jags, the name minus. The Raiders, the name minus. They got the new facility. So not a surprise. Locker room, F minus for the Commanders. F for the Chiefs. F for the Steelers, F for the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Falcons, all with Fs failing in the locker room. Now you're talking about the difference of new and old facilities for the most part. That That's where the difference is with some of those teams ranking at the top. They have newer facilities. Training room. Miami Dolphins get an A. Jags A minus along with the Vikings. They're the three best when it comes to the training room. The worst for a training room. Washington Commanders, an F minus. Chiefs get a D. Steelers, D+. Plus. Chargers, D+. Plus. This is one of the Cowboys' worst grades. They get a C- minus for the training room, which was a surprise with their amenities and how nice the locker room and everything is. The training room gets a C-. Minus. And then you go to the training staff, and you get the Carolina Panthers with an A-, minus, the Falcons with an A-, minus, the Giants with an A-, minus, the Eagles, and the Miami Dolphins all with an A-. Minus. The worst training staff, the Commanders, and the Chiefs again with an F. And the Dallas Cowboys get a D-plus for the training staff. Got to hire better people. Then that's exactly what I read a story about this, and they said the Cowboys do so well in all the categories except for these two. And that would be so easy for Jerry Jones to go out there and improve the training room and hire another athletic trainer or two, somebody to help these guys. And you would think that would be very important for an NFL team, to have the best training room and the physicians and athletic trainers possible to help keep these guys healthy, and then if they get injured, to get them back on the field a little bit sooner. It doesn't make sense that all teams don't rank high when it comes to that. Yeah, you would think they would be all A's because that would be one of the most important things. Weight room. Uh, best weight room, Buffalo Bills and the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Miami Dolphins, all with an A+. A's were the Cowboys, the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. The worst weight room, New England Patriots and the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. Is that a surprise? 
yeah, it is. It is, uh, but we are talking about older facilities. Best strength coaches, commanders, get an A. About time. <laughs> Finally, they do something right. Whoever their, uh, the Washington commander strength coach is, the guys that get an F need to hire that guy away because he's doing something right. It's the only thing they're doing right in Washington. Now, strength and conditioning, strength coaches, for the most part, all these teams are getting good grades. Yeah, there's only one F, and it's an F minus the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody else got an A, B, or C. Team travel. That's who travels the best? Dolphins, Vikings, A and A minus. That were the only A's. A lot of B's, B minuses. Worst travel, Tennessee Titans. That's the first time they've they've shown up on anything. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington Commanders <laughs> again. Head coach. They grade the head coach. Chiefs get an A plus. No surprise there. Detroit Lions, A plus. No surprise there. Minnesota Vikings, A-plus. Bills, Cowboys, Seahawks, Bengals, Eagles, 49ers, a lot of A's. Rams, Dolphins. That's another one of those categories. Most teams got good grades. Yeah, they a lot of A's on here. And and that has to do with player-coach relations. And so if the players are voting on this, most of these organizations, the players feel good about the coaches that are in place. There was no F given for head coach. There's one D, and it's the Raiders, and I got to think that's the prior. Based on Josh McDaniels. Yes, and not Pierce. Right. Because they all seem to love him. Hey, the commander's got to see. <laughs> there you go. And then the final category, the owner. They grade the owner. The best owner, Miami Dolphins A+, Minnesota Vikings A+. Um, this is one of those, again, there's probably about 10 A's on there. Well, By the way, uh, Jerry Jones, what are you thinking? It, Where does he come in? It's not the way they feel about the owner. It's ownership. So what True. this says is how much money they're spending on the players. Jerry Jones got to be, or the Cowboys ownership got to be. F's, F minus, the Kansas City Chiefs owner got an F minus. It's about the money that's being spent on players. That's what this is. Uh, there is a salary cap. It's not like they can just spend what they want to spend. Yeah, but when you're talking about the most important players, if you want to take the Chiefs, for example, Chris Jones, how that whole situation was handled this past season. That's what it's going to be based on year to year. And when you look at how that was handled, that's why they get that result. By the way, the Chiefs let go of uh, Valdez Scantling today. Saved yeah. $12 million. They got to save some money if they're going to sign some of these guys. Exactly. So everything is lining up right now. The F's for owner were the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not spending any money. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina got D minuses, and the New England Patriots got a D plus. Or, or, and it's not even not spending money, but getting contracts done, and the time, the timeliness of getting contracts done. I'd say pretty neat. This is a pretty cool thing. I've never seen this before, but they've been doing it, and I don't know. It just showed up on my Twitter feed today, and then I uh, I noticed that some uh, beat reporters were then looking at their individual teams and do, writing some stories on, on, how, on how these grades, and then ESPN had a story on their main page about kind of just the wrap-up of the entire NFL and how some of these teams struggled and uh, some of the ones that stuck out like a sore thumb. And for me, you know, the Chiefs, as good as they are, they, there were some categories where they're failing. And so there, there's room for improvement no matter how well you're doing and how many Super Bowls you've won. That's a good lesson. You can always get better. This is a report that is put out there year to year, but this is the first time you really remember them just kind of bringing it to light and everybody knowing what these results are. I think it's good. It's good for the ownership for the people running the team, the GM, to see what the players truly think about your team and what's going on in, on the inside. And maybe it'll highlight some things and help them improve what, what needs to be improved. That's the bottom line. Let's see how they handle this in the way that the players see them and perceive them. Do they take action and improve upon some of these things? We need to get Chris Turnage back on here, maybe after the combine, just talk about what happened at the combine. We need to ask him about this. And if... You know, if anything ever happens, if it is truly a, a productive tool that teams will uh, react to and, and do something about it, if it's just one of those things that 
They're probably not thinking <laughs> that much and, about it. No, no, and just move on. This is the way we do things, and if you don't like it, you can move on. Probably certain categories, like one to improve training facilities. That's something that would probably be high priority. Families, because yes. uh, most teams have a family section, and then how they disperse tickets with the families, mm-hmm. luxury suites. That's all about money. They're, they want the teams and organizations. They want their money to make certain things like that happen. Over in the Southern Structural Solutions text line from the eight seven zero, you guys may have already discussed this, but how about the foul out miscount? How does that happen with a staff larger than the roster? Glad baseball has finally started. That was very odd last night. Trevin Brazil fouled out of the game, and the Razorbacks bench, Musselman, and even the broadcast crew, everybody's like, that's four. But the scorebook that counts said it's five. There was some somewhere something happened that Trevin Brazil picked up a foul that nobody knew about. And I don't know if the the main scorer made a mistake or if everybody else in the building made the mistake and he really did have five fouls. It was very odd. That is odd. And I thought more was going to be made out of it or discussed about it. But then you think about it, that's the official book. That's all that matters. And if they got five, that's five fouls. You're out. I mean, you can you can go, hey, look, no, that's only four. Look at my book right here. It doesn't matter. This is the official scores book, and it's a home book. You know, they, you would think if there's going to be a mistake made, it would be for the other team, not for your team. They but, can review the film to see if there is a difference there. Sure, and I'm, I bet they are today, trying to figure out where did this fifth foul come from, how did we miss that, and fix that mistake. If they truly, if the Razorback bench missed that, that needs to be addressed and fixed. At that point in the game, if he would have, if they would have known he had four fouls, I think he's still in there at that point because it's late in the game. I mean, there was, I mean, that was in the last minute or two of the game. But maybe if he knows, maybe Brazil only thought he had three fouls. I don't, I don't know if that would have stopped. He, he that was, was such he a was bad foul. Make, he was trying to make a play on the ball. That was it. That that's what he <laughs> so thought ugly. he was going to be able to steal the ball, and he ended up losing his balance. Running into the player instead of just getting a hand on the ball. Josh said he looks like a uh, baby giraffe that's just been born trying to run for the first time. <laughs> that's all I could think about when I because he had made that comment prior. And Coming when off that an happened, injury, yeah, thought, that's all I could think of. It. Just how awkward he looked on that foul and just basically running over the guy from behind. And I'm just like, well, what? And then you look at the shot clock and there's four seconds. And the ball was way out, and he's dribbling. You know, he was kind of out of control. The guard was out of control, and you're like... He's dribbling away from the basket. Yeah. And you're like, they're not going to get a good shot off. And then Brazil runs him over, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And then to make matters worse, it's the fifth foul. And then to make matters worse, they get the offensive rebound on the free throw and put it back in. That was a just disastrous couple of minutes. Bad seconds for the Razorbacks. Uh, from the 501, where are the Seahawks? Uh, well, here's the good news. And bad news. They weren't at the top of the good list, and they weren't at the top of the bad list. Mm-hmm. So the Seahawks, I never called out their name for anything. So they're not like in the top five, ten, or they're not at the bottom five or ten. So they're pretty happy. Pete Carroll was up there for head coach. He got an A. I remember saying his name for the Seahawks. Don't see them on there for anything. You can click on the team, yeah, yeah, I'm, individual that, team, and they'll give you their grades. That's They're missed in here for some reason, but... They're there. Let's see. What is this website? NFLPA.com. If you go to NFLPA.com, um, I'm sure you can find this uh, this list of things. Here's they had a C-plus for owner, an A for head coach, uh, team travel C, A-minus, strength coaches, weights, a B, um, training staff, a C-plus. So, yeah, they were average, right mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Scuba Steve says, hey, that's why Patrick Mahomes got that. Man, oh, <laughs> that's why Patrick Mahomes looks the way he does right now, because of the uh, training staff. He got a little gut on him. Did you see? You saw the picture of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, that's celebrating. something that he does on his, his own also. Like, he works out quite a bit on his own. So. I don't think he does, Joe. Well, but I'm saying, like, for players, that's on them. That's not, like, in the course of practice – 
Mm-hmm. You're you're not getting your most condition. You're getting more of that when you work out on your own. So that's more of a reflection of him doing stuff on his own or not. Yeah. I did hear an interview with Mahomes after the season, and he was asked about how long he wants to play. And he said he wants to play a long time. Like He, he would love to be like Brady and play. But he's like, I'm going to have to get in better shape. I'm getting to that age where it's time for me to get ready. He made fun of himself for his dad bob, dad bod, and said that I've got to, I got to get rid of this. On, on quarterback, he he works out pretty hard now. It it may be genetics also that is part of it. He's got a belly. That's genetics. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying his his makeup, his his build. That's see, part of genetics. And may he may work hard in the off season, and then during the season he lets himself go a little bit. There could be a case of that too. <laughs> If you were the Chiefs, would you change anything? That's from Eddie. Uh, you can always get better. If you're not getting better, the other teams are catching up with you. So if you want to stay on top, yeah, you need to change and, and improve and get better. They definitely, with their receivers, they need to make some moves. And that's yeah. it seems that that's something that is in their makeup every year since Tyreek Hill has been gone. They've always drafted receivers, and they're always looking for those next guys and now with cutting MVS, they're in need of more receivers. More receivers. It's a deep draft for wide receiver. And I know they're drafting late in the first round, but there are going to be some guys there. I'd, you can find quality receivers throughout the draft yeah. every year. And then you may get a lower tier. You know, I, you know, everybody wants to say T. Higgins to the Chiefs. I mean, where's the money coming from? T. Higgins is going to get a lot of money. You, you got to pay Jones. You got to pay uh, the DB. Are they going to try to keep the DB? They said they're going to franchise Legarius Sneed. Sneed, Le- yeah. Sneed. Feral Hog on live fan feedback says three point attempts at thirty is too too high for this team. No doubt about it. Cannot shoot thirty threes. Uh, they need to be shooting fifteen. Half that. Cut that in half. But some of those threes came late in the game where they, you know, they were down sixteen, fifteen points. How do you get back in the game? Make a couple threes. And that's honestly, that's what they did. They this game was an outlier yeah. compared to what they usually do. Uh, points in the paint. Bandy dominated 44-26. Yep. Turnovers leading to 17 points. Yep. Hogs have only lost one game in which they were leading with points in the paint. Any other time they have more points in the paint, they win the game. Yes, you're right. Too many three-point attempts. Not enough banging down low. Nothing new, though. Four guards, one man, one big on the floor for the majority of the minutes played. Rant over. Keep up the good work, fellas. Yeah. And part of that... Uh, not so much points in the paint. Well, Vandy's points in the paint because you are playing small and they're taking advantage of it. But uh, if you're small, you can get to the lane too because you've got a quickness factor. You know, your four is going to be a lot quicker than their four. Take advantage of it and get into the paint and score. Lynn says, okay, Pat said you had to find a hole in the defense. One of this team's problems is always when they bring the ball down the court, the person with the ball stands there dribbling for six to eight seconds, waiting for the other four players to get in their position before they start a play. The problem is with this, you also give the defense a chance to set up their defense. Um, well, the defense is already set, and Arkansas is reacting to a 1-3-1 or a 2-3 or a 3-2 zone. They were they were confused at times. I'll give you that. And you had guys running around go, oh, no, I need to be here on this. I, I got to get to the middle or I got to go baseline. And the guy would just sit there dribbling, pointing around. You go here, you go there. It was. You could see the confusion last night a couple times down the court on offense. And they've done so much of a better job in most recent games of getting everybody set, sharing the ball. So that's more of a credit to Vandy. Mm-hmm. Boss Hogg says Brazil will play in the NBA. He might. He might. I'm not going to say he's not. I'm not going to say he is for sure. But he's tall, athletic, and he can shoot it. He had a better chance of getting drafted in a higher position last year. Coming up next, we'll uh, take a look at some of the uh, sound from the NFL. And there's an NBA game I'm not that happy about. Cleveland Mavs. That was a tough one to lose. Mavs were like a three and a half point underdog and played well last night. And I thought they were going to win the game. Yeah, so did their announcers. So we have uh, both sides of that with the Mavs call and the TV call. Oh, okay. I've not heard either one. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. It's out of bounds.
I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what Arkansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Webb for Chief Justice Committee. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. From now until February 29th, shop at Jones & Son during our 0% finance event. That's right. All purchases from now until the end of February are eligible for 18-month 0% financing. From our very own Jones & Son Couture Collection to Michael M., we have every shape and size of ring in store, featuring Arkansas's largest designer engaged ring selection. Get a low monthly payment when you finance with special 18 months zero interest financing at Jones & Son. Shop online at jonesandson.com. Hello, I'm Brett Rogers, president of Capital Technology Group. You might know us as Capital Business Machines, but our new name represents our growth as one of the state's leaders in business technology. When you've been around for 80 years like we have, you learn a thing or two about change. But what will never change is our commitment to our clients. We're still the same reliable team here to meet all your technology needs. Capital Technology Group is bigger and better than ever before. Learn more at captg.com. Man, another brick. I guess people should really stick to what they know. Like how Chris Crane Hyundai knows customer care and cars. New, pre-owned, service, and a body shop. But don't just take my word for it. Let Layden tell you. Hey, Arkansas. It's Layden Blocker. For slam dunk deals, go see the team at Chris Crane Hyundai and Carlos. So Layden's got the hoops handled, and Chris Crane has your car covered. Come see us today on Museum Road in Conway and ChrisCraneHyundai.com. So my home is also my office. And before I can focus, every room's got to be clean. That means tidying up and spraying my Febreze Air Mist. Ooh, that's fresh. Febreze Air Mist scents are all high quality. They fight any weird funk, and they give my air an instant boost of freshness. So not only does my home smell good, I feel good, too. After I Febreze, it's time to start my day. Breathe happy, Febreze, la, 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 la. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Some people aren't easily inspired. They require a little more craftsmanship, more elegance, more excitement. Some people are inspired and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its selection as a car and driver 10 vest. GV80 for its soft quilted leather, reclining and heated second row seats, and for its IIHS top safety rating. What inspires you? The all-new Genesis of Conway. The future of luxury today. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Great ending last night. Here's how it sounded. In this situation, you can't have anybody get an easy shot. Leva has that tip by Mobley, but Dodgers gets it back. Dodgers dumps inside Washington, puts it in. Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeout. They have to go 94 feet. Struth from midcourt. Max Bruce 
That's one version. <laughs> the, yeah, from the winning team. Mm. Here's the Mavericks version. Cleveland will take the ball out of bounds. I love this guy. <laughs> love it a lot more if they make a shot here. Deflection! And Luka comes away with it. Six seconds. Five seconds. Underneath. Washington! 2.6 to go! They're out of timeouts! Dallas leads by one! Mobley! Spruce! Haheem! Max Struess made five threes in the last five minutes of the game, including a shot from 60 feet away. Oh, what a heartbreaker. Did they did they storm the court after that? They don't do that in the NBA. That's what I was just thinking. They do not do that. Why? Why? Why would they? Why, why do they do it in college? <laughs> uh Everybody always says, oh, it's the passion. It's it's the passion of college sports. It's the security of the NBA. And it's probably a threat. We'll throw your tail in jail. If they had that in college, it may not happen. Here's Jay Billis on court storming. And But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it. It's going to go away. And nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming that that could cause more problems than it would solve but you don't have to stop the court storming one time all you have to do is once they're on the court don't let them off just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to and then court stormings will stop the next day um, there's no accountability for this it, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it, and the truth is we like it. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I was at the Texas A&M-Texas football game years and years ago. I was in high school, and it was an uh, overflow crowd, and they sold some tickets and folding chairs on the sideline at Kyle Field. Mm -hmm. There were probably about 7,500 of us in folding chairs on the field. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Couldn't see worth a darn because you're on the field and, you know, you, you just it was tough to see. But still, I was on the field. First time I was ever on the field. After the game, A&M wins a very dramatic game, and the students come piling out of uh, their section onto the field, and people start running on the field. I look at my buddy, and I was like, can we go out there? And he's like, I don't know. Will we get arrested? And I was like, I don't know. I think, I think they would arrest us. I don't know. And then more and more and more and more people came. We're like, they can't arrest everybody. Let's go. So we ran out there on the field, too. But I thought as a kid, you could get arrested and get in trouble for doing that. So I was a little scared to run out there in the beginning. It was pointed out how hypocritical Duke was. With We saw with Duke basketball and the mm -hmm. situation that just happened, and they're complaining. But then when you go back to football season, first game of the season, they beat Clemson. That's right. Yep. They stormed the field. Yep. Can't have it both ways. Uh, so much talk about Justin Fields. Every, turn on the radio, national radio, ESPN, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. What's going to happen with Justin Fields? Here's the Bears GM. Are you expecting a busier combine than usual? Like I'm imagining you're going to be a pretty popular guy this week. Everybody yeah. wants to buy you dinner and yeah. talk about all these different assets that you might trade. I mean, is it going to be a different combine for you? Yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. Has it already started? Oh, yeah, my phone won't stop. <laughs> how, 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 are people, how aggressive are people with fishing for information from other teams to see what you want to do with that? Yeah, it's, you know, it starts slow. We were at the Senior Bowl. I know people are kind of poking around. I haven't had, like, big-time conversations with anyone, uh, but everyone wants to, you know, take the temperature of what's going on. It's a good position to be in, though. Supply and demand, right? At least the phone's ringing. People are interested in him. If nobody was calling, then it's like, can we get rid of him? They were in the same position last year. That's how they're in this position once again because mm -hmm. the Panthers got the number one pick from the Bears, and now they have, as a result, they have the Panthers pick. Got that possibility now. Double R joins us now. Drive time's coming up just minutes away. What's going on? How are you? Doing great. How about you? Fantastic. 
we made it through a Razorback loss with the post game show, and then three hours afterwards. So I'm I'm tired of talking about Vanderbilt. Disgusting. I'll be honest with you, it was. I mean, to give up 85 points to Vanderbilt, disgusting. Did you realize that? Uh, I hope no one on the double R prop specials. You talk about disgusting. If you went with Joseph Pinion, it was like oh. 0.5 points. Less than one and a half minute of playing time. Yeah. You would have got that right. He got job though. Whoever bet on that got job. Because he got in the four game. Seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Four seconds. Four seconds. Think about that. Yeah, four seconds. Well, I appreciate Bet Saracen for the odds of Caleb Battle and his points scored and the number of threes he took because that was a big win for uh, me last night. He was night. launching them, wasn't he? Yeah. I also hit hit big on uh, Tremont Mark and points scored and defensive rebounds. That was a yep. winner. Yep. Uh, but I was disappointed in Makai Mitchell. Not a good game oh, from eggs, him. Eggs. He's, he, he's, I mean, I've just been riding Makai just like the Razorbacks. Game after game after game, he keeps producing wins. Evo Davis eggs. Yeah. That was a bad bad night for those two guys. I mean, it, there, there was probably two or three games ago that I went with about 24 or minutes less playing time for Davis. And I can't remember if I hit on that one or not, but... He had played a game in or around that, which prompted that, because he got in foul problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He only played like, I don't know, 12, 8, 10 minutes, whatever it was. And then he came back and had like a 36-minute. Last night, he played, what, 8 minutes total? 12 minutes, maybe? I think it was like 12. 12. Yeah, Yeah. maybe 12. Because we said, you know, the double technical foul issue, that happened around the 12-minute mark. He's lucky he didn't get tossed. He didn't play much more after that. So we added it up, and it was like four more minutes after that. He's lucky he didn't get tossed. Yeah, and we explained. I talked about it. It all started at the other end of the court when their big man just threw Devo down to the ground. And Devo got up and gave him a big elbow right that's, to the chest. That's, that's the one that should have got him tossed. They missed both. Yeah. They didn't see the guy throw Devo down, and then they didn't see Devo's elbow. And then they come back down the court, and Devo got in his face. They started jawing. Right. got double techs, and then uh, Battle, Battle got, got into it right. with clapping in the guy's face. And yeah, that was. I, I still don't the the whole foul issue with the with the uh, Battle not Battle uh, Brazil fouling out. And the bench not knowing that he had, they they kept saying four. That's only four, and the announcer said four, and even Chuck and and Coach Z on the post game show thought he had four. So somewhere in there, they somebody lost count or he got a foul that he wasn't supposed to get. Something happened there. I want to hear more about that. I heard you also talking about uh, Brazil in the NBA. Man, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. He's got a He's lot of work to do. He's way too soft, way too timid right now. I just don't see it. But um, Randy, players have to leave when it's their time, and last year would have been I understand that, Joe, but he's damaged goods right now, and he's doing nothing. Uh, I think I even heard one of the broadcasters talk about that. Stick around. Randy's next. Is your destination for big Chevy savings? For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390. Or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP 